So t- today I'm thinking about um, the different realms that the mind can travel through on this path. <coughs> and I'm noticing that we spend a lot of our time, there's no hierarchy, but I'm going to call this in kind of the middle zone of how the mind operates. So this is the zone of getting my life to work. It's the zone of every day I need to, I should eat well, I should get enough sleep, I should keep up my communications, I should plan my schedule properly, I should make sure my car is working, and all of that. And this occupies quite a lot of our attention uh, to do all of this, and it's quite tiring, really. I find it tiring. (laughs) (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with this mode of being, this realm of living. I think it's kind of the shared one in our world. Um... But its big disadvantage is that it is a huge potential place for dukkha because it's all about uh, the self navigating in the world. And if that's the only realm that we know, um, that's what drives people to Dharma centers. (laughs) And, And we're offered through this practice some very specific ways to change the way that we experience the body and the mind. And it's hard to overstate the potential of this, really. And so I thought I would be a little bit explicit about that. there are certainly things that we can do in that middle zone, what I'm calling the middle zone. Mindfulness is a big one. So just starting to have that awareness, that stepping back, that observing of how we're doing all these things and making attempt to do them uh, with integrity, with some calmness, with some wisdom, with loving kindness... Um, that alone is enormous. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it's hard to overstate that one either. And um, there are practices offered that take the mind into different ways of experiencing, which changes our whole relationship to this middle zone. So, for example many of the practices that were offered initially and are part of standard mindfulness training are basically concentration practices. They're basically attempts to do what's called gather or stabilize the mind. And we know what this feels like. It's great, right? When the mind does manage to reach a place where it's fairly calm, fairly still, Uh, We feel the difference between that and an agitated state of mind or an angry state or a depressed state. And if this continues, 
the teachings go a lot farther into uh, whole different ways of experiencing the mind and body. So as it gets stiller, we may begin to feel that the edges of our body, in the darkness of having our eyes closed, are not so distinct. This is a different way of experiencing the body. We're encouraged to notice the flow of the breath through the body and begin to feel that as a flow of energy, to feel pain, not as pain, but as pulsations of tightness, of heat, little lightning flashes. We learn that pain is not the solid wall that our conceptual mind says it is. And down farther into experiences of the body being uh, open, being filled with light, um, being like the images that are in the descriptions of jhana, so descriptions of the body filled with pleasure, with bliss, the same way that um, bath powder gets kneaded with water, feelings of smoothness throughout the body. The fourth jhana is described as as if you're wrapped completely in a white blanket and everything is uniform, uniformity of body. Or delving down very far into very specific sensations. Some of the 32 parts practices that Bob teaches are about uh, really delving in, knowing the location, the direction, the color, different ways of seeing these very specific parts of the body. It's not like This is an ontological description of how reality is, although sometimes teachers will say it that way. But it's essentially um, just a whole different way of being conscious of mind and body. And it's not trivial that the mind can do such a different range of experience. I'm saying this fairly explicitly because I know some of you have meditated for a while, and you will have, a, just by naturally sitting calmly, experiences that are very different from what we call that middle zone of consciousness. These are not um, things to attach to and say, oh, this is how it is, I need to get this back, this is um, a transcendent mystical realm. What it is, though, is it shows that that middle realm is not the only option. The mind has so much more potential than that. And that helps lighten up what's called that middle realm, is to know that we can go all the way down very deep into a tiny little region of the body and feel it expand like a whole universe in and of itself. And that's just one direction. That's the concentration. There are also practices, and you've probably been taught some of those too, that take the mind very large, and wide and open into states like open awareness practices. These are states where we imagine including more and more, I've even taught this here sometimes, in our experience. So we open, we open to the sounds, we open to the body sensations, we open to all the emotions and thoughts, making the mind vast like the sky or the sea, able to hold everything. See things arise and pass as clouds, in a space like awareness. This too is a possibility for the mind. It's another kind of consciousness. This too changes our relationship to all the little hamster wheel things that we do in the middle zone. Different states of consciousness are not um, 
to be grasped in and of themselves. Consciousness is one of the five aggregates. It's one more way that we can identify. It's just a part of experience. But I have enormous faith in the power of experiencing vastly different ways of being as a way of unsticking us from the stickiness of that middle zone of getting my stuff done. And one reason for this is that the one reason that unsticking happens is that both in the very tiny realm of exploring that little teeny sensation in your neck, it is so not about you at that moment. It's just a sensation that you're exploring a whole universe of. And in the same way, when the mind is as large as the earth, and we see all the beings, we see everything coming and going, it's also not about my little life. The greatest relief for the mind is to let go of that little demanding self. Actually, that's what we want. But it's not easy to do. And so these practices are offered as means of changing the mind, like stretching the dough, and it can be shaped differently. And then this all is aiming the mind toward a radical letting go of everything that it realized was confining it. But we have to know what that is. We have to get out of that middle zone of confinement into ways where we're less confined. So the mind that's very deeply concentrated is not subject to the hindrances. It's less confined by wanting, not wanting, imbalances of energy, etc. The mind that's very vast actually may still have wanting and not wanting, but it's not grabbing them. They're just coming and going like clouds in the sky. So we may not have suppressed all of the, uh, those mind states, but we're not attached to any of them. So we are also free of them, in a sense. And each of these different ways of experiencing little bits of freedom helps the mind get familiar with, oh, that's how that one works. <laughs> and at some point, it can figure out where the root of that is. And in a moment of leaping, let go of all of that and experience what it's like not to have any clinging in the mind. And that radically changes living in the zone, the middle zone. All the stuff comes back, but there is a different relationship to it. And so... Each of the moments that we have, any moment of letting go in some way, a moment of mindfulness, a moment of kindness where we're thinking of another, not of ourselves, uh, these little things are each little chips uh, in the structure that says you have to cling, it has to be about you. They're all valuable. But don't shortchange yourself on the potential of extending the mind in these ways. Because the roots of greed, hatred, and delusion go pretty deep. And so we're going to have to look pretty hard and stretch pretty far to get all the way through them. But it doesn't matter. Any amount. Any amount is good. That's why I'm so inspired by a room full of people sitting in a meditation center that was built out of the love of this kind of work. It's a very rare and beautiful thing in the world. 
just like all of our hearts. So these are my thoughts for today on our different realms of possibility. I wonder if there are any questions or comments. Thank you.